everyone, I'm Troy Dodds and welcome to The Week. This is your complete look at The Week That Was and The Week That Will Be in Penrith and Surrounds. The Week can be heard every Saturday morning on Vintage FM in Penrith from 8am and also as a podcast on the Western Weekend website and social media from 9am Saturdays. We're also on iTunes, simply search Western Weekender and you'll find the latest episode. Make sure you subscribe to get the latest episode as soon as it lands. And why not leave us a rating as well so as many people as possible can find out about the week. And if you're like me and you don't have an iPhone but you've got one of those great Samsung products, then uh, you can find us on Podcast Addict as well. Here at The Week, we want to keep you informed about what's happening in the city where we live, work and play. We will do that again today with the team from the Western Weekender Newsroom, Emily Newton, Nathan Taylor and Kate Reed will all join us. Don't forget that the Western Weekender print edition is out every Friday, including your gloss property magazine, Western Property. You can also view the digital editions and all the latest breaking news at westernweekender.com.au or follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Vintage FM, of course, plays the music you grew up with, and you can listen on your radio or jump on to vintagefm.com.au and listen from anywhere in the world. Let's get the week underway. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Time to have a look at some of the news of the week and we start with Penrith City Council on Monday night where Trisha Hitchin was re-elected as Deputy Mayor of Penrith. Now this wasn't your traditional mayoral election because now Council has two-year terms for the Mayor so John Thane is only one year into his two-year term but Trisha Hitchin, uh, the Deputy Mayor role comes up every 12 months still so she needed to be re-elected. She was re-elected by her councillor colleagues. Marcus Cornish did put his hand up. He wanted to be Deputy Mayor but he was easily voted down there. 13 to two was uh, the end result. So uh, congratulations to Trisha Hitchin. She stays on as the Deputy Mayor. I've got to say, even though Trisha Hitchin and John Thane are on opposite sides of politics, they've been a fantastic team for Penrith, I think. Done very, very well as our leadership team in this city. So congratulations to Trisha and also congratulations to John on the effort that they've done uh, over the last 12 months. Uh, The other news of the week that I thought was very interesting was this call for a second university in Penrith. Now, we all know that Western Sydney University does a great job and plenty of our locals go there, but plenty of our local students also head into the city or elsewhere to go to university just because of the different courses that may be offered or just where they happen to be offered or, or land. Now, when you think about it, Penrith is growing very significantly. And we're going to have more and more kids coming through the high school system and going, all right, where do I go to uni? And maybe we do need more options. Councillor Aaron Duke is behind this call. He wants Penrith City Council to have a look at the prospect of reserving some land, maybe, or just looking at where in the Penrith CBD we could have a second university for our area. So I thought very interesting. You can have a more detailed read of that in this week's Western Weekender, but uh, potentially some competition for WSU, which would be healthy, of course, but uh, maybe another university on the horizon for Penrith. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Emily Newton is here from the Weekend in Newsroom. Hi, Emily. Hi, Troy. Now, you were out at Nepean Hospital earlier this week, uh, not for any illness, which is good news. Yes. Uh, you were there because uh, the Shadow Health Minister, Walt Saccord, and the Londonderry MP, Prue Carr, were out there, and they remain concerned, even though we know that this Nepean Hospital upgrade will eventually happen. Yeah, that's right. So... Nepean Hospital, you've heard me say it before, we're one of the worst in the state Mm. and the statistics just aren't getting any better. We're continuing to have the longest wait times in the area. Our population is growing. We're actually in the middle of a baby boom at the moment in Penrith, as well as everyone dealing with the flu or just old age ailments as well. The hospital's really struggling. 
And of course, uh, all of the staff at Nepean do a fantastic job, but they are under a lot of pressure. And uh, Walt and Prue, what, what's the core thing behind their message? They just want things, I guess, to happen quicker. Yeah, absolutely. So the hospital upgrade is going to be fantastic when it's done. Granted, a lot of people will argue it's not enough considering the population is climbing, but any improvement is good. Well, hey, we talked about a second uni. Maybe we need a second hospital. Yeah, at, at the rate our population is growing, I don't see that too too far a stretch. All right, we can read more about the uh, the upgrades to the PN Hospital, a bit of progress there uh, in the weekend of this week, and also uh, more from Prue and uh, Walt Accord. Thank you, Emily. Thanks, Trey. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. If you're having reception problems at your place or you need a new antenna, can't tune your TV or you need a TV wall mounted, Budget TV and Antenna Installs is the place to go. They do have a seniors discount too. Seven-day, same-day service. Give Alan a call, 0415-152123 for Budget TV, Antenna and Installers. It is time for Saturday Real Estate. And I tell you what, even though it's a long weekend, there is plenty happening in terms of open homes. I was just having a look at the Open Homes Guide in Western Property, and there's still plenty of things happening this weekend in terms of open homes. So make sure you grab your copy of Western Property and, uh, and have a look. Our property of the week this week, though, is a little bit up the Blue Mountains. In fact, it is in Mount Riverview, 6 Calver Avenue in Mount Riverview. It's a four-bedroom, two-bathroom, two-car space home. And the home's immaculately presented and situated in a beautiful, quiet street. The home features stunning views of the Blue Mountains right from your front veranda. Uh, The property would suit anyone who's looking for that quiet lifestyle, just far enough away from the hustle and bustle of Penrith, but close enough for the convenience that it offers. Perfect for any type of family. Check it out, 6 Calver Avenue, Mount Riverview. You contact the agent, the property co, for an inspection time, 4732-2999. Price range, by the way, 680000 to seven twenty. Four bedrooms, two bathrooms, two car spots, 6 Calver Avenue in Mount Riverview is our property of the week this week. Make sure you check out Western Property. All of the best listings from all of the best agents, plus your rental guides, your open home guides, it is all covered in the Western Property magazine, which is a fantastic magazine, comes out with the Western Weekender every single week. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Let's look at some sport, and of course the Penrith Panthers are in action on grand final day at ANZ Stadium tomorrow in Rugby League. They take on the Papua New Guinea Hunters in the state championship match uh, before the big NRL game between Melbourne and the Cowboys. Nathan Taylor's here to talk about it. Hi, Nathan. Hey, Troy. Now, of course, the Panthers beat Wyong last weekend in the grand final at Leichhardt Oval. Uh, Great scenes, great second half from the Panthers. It was a great game from the Panthers. It didn't look like they were going to get over the top at first, but uh, in the second half, they showed their dominance and their experience with some of their, their key men there and, and managed to get the job done. And it was, it was a fantastic win. Now, you caught up with Darren Nichols, the uh, captain, of course, and the man of the match in the grand final last week. You caught up with him earlier this week. What did he say about the celebrations? Because they would have had to cut them short because they're playing, yeah. of course, uh, this Sunday, unique situation. Yeah, that's right. They did. Well, basically, Garth Brennan, the coach, allowed them all to go back to, to Panthers League's club there for a few drinks and a bit of a bit of a celebration party and whatnot. But yeah, they did have to uh, they did have to put a lid on things once they knew they were, they were going to be playing a week later. So they got back to training on Monday, I think it was, and uh, got ready for uh, for this Sunday's game. Now, we know Queensland claim everything. Now they're claiming Papua New Guinea because <laughs> the PNG Hunters are in yeah. the Queensland Cup and they've won the thing. And, um, and, of course, they play Penrith tomorrow. 
the crowd, I'm guessing, are going to be going for the Hunters. It sounds like it, yeah. I mean, everyone's jumped on their bandwagon since they qualified after beating Sunshine Coast last week. So, yeah, unfortunately, unless you're a Penrith fan, the rest of Ayrton Stadium, however many people are going to be there at that time, will be going for the Hunters, I'm afraid. All right, just after 3.30 on Sunday afternoon, that one kicks off. You can watch it on Channel 9 and Fox League. We'll have updates on the weekend uh, social media sites as well. Just a little bit of other Panther news. Regan Campbell-Gillard on it at the uh, Dally M's. Yeah, that's right. Regan Campbell-Gillard sort of came out of nowhere with this award, Interchange Player of the Year Award. I was speaking yes. to you earlier, and you reckon that that's a first for, for the Dally M's? I don't think they've had that before. I don't, I don't remember. Maybe it would have been a utility player in the past. I'm not sure, but Interchange Player. And to think that he didn't really want to come off Interchange <laughs> earlier on. It was a bit... Um, upset about that call yeah. from Hook, but then it turned out to be a masterstroke for, for not only the Panthers, but for him, and now he's taken home this award. Well, it's won him a Dally M Award. Uh, there you go. All right, this is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Now, Nathan, um, we'll just keep talking rugby league. And talking of Regan Campbell-Gillard, um, just thought I'd let everyone know he, he moved house um, mm-hmm. during the week. Okay. Uh, okay, after the Dally M's, actually. Did you help him move? Well, no, I didn't. <laughs> but in some great teamwork, I can reveal Bryce Cartwright and Peter Wallace yes. uh, helped him move, Okay, uh, which was fantastic. I think I might have even seen Josh Mansour in there helping out, uh, carrying a lamp or something. But uh, Peter <laughs> Wallace uh, actually did it shirtless, which I thought, given Peter's um, skin type and skin tone, might not have been the best idea. But anyway, <laughs> sure he had some sunscreen on. But good to see some off-season team camaraderie there. Well, that's right. And when I move house later on this year. I expect the whole Western Weekend team to come help me as well. So. Well, maybe you call Peter Wallace. He, he looked, Peter Wallace looked like he was enjoying it, I've got to say. All right, let's talk NRL Grand Final just briefly. Uh, Melbourne up against the Cowboys. Should be a good game, but I think we're all expecting Melbourne to win. Uh, do you give the Cowboys any hope? Yeah, I do give them a big hope, actually, because everyone's been writing them off this this whole final series, the poor Cowboys, and they've managed to prove everyone wrong, so why can't they do it on the big day? I mean, everyone will be going for Melbourne. Melbourne is the obvious choice to to win, but the Cowboys have a very, very strong side, apart from obviously Matt Scott and Jonathan Thurston, but they've learned to win without them now, so there's no reason why they can't win. Melbourne, of course, the shortest price uh, team going into a grand final in history. Mm-hmm. They are expected to win. Cameron Smith, I guess, favourite potentially for the Clive Churchill medal. That would top off an incredible year for Cameron Smith if he was able to do that. Oh, that's right. He, he's now the, the most capped player. He's played more games than anyone. He won the Daily M the other night. I mean, captain of the year, what more can this guy do? He's incredible, but it does place a lot of pressure on Melbourne being the short price favourites of all time. They're going to be, you know, under an immense pressure and the Cowboys aren't going to have any because they're just going to be happy to be there and they're just going to go for for their life on Sunday night. And of course, we'll all have our eyes on the pre-match entertainment as well. One of Wilmo's favourites, Macklemore, he'll be uh, he'll be performing. Yeah, so in about um... 30 years' time, they'll be playing a bit of Macklemore and Vintage <laughs> FM, no doubt. But yeah, I think that's a fantastic choice by the NRL. It's about time they got someone current and to appeal to the younger people and the players as well. I'm sure the players will listen to Macklemore as well, so I can't say why not. Well, as you know, I've got an old head on my shoulders. Oh, right. and, uh, you, who do you want to write out there? Daryl Brakeplate? <laughs> like Colin Hanson? I just think... <laughs> <laughs> I just think that we should have an Australian act at the NRL Grand Final. Oh, we've well, had Australian acts. Who, who do you want to pull out? Taxi Ride or something? Oh, no, I mean, look, I'm seriously. sure there's plenty of people around. I mean, we profile them every week yeah. in the weekend. There's plenty of bands <laughs> that, um, that, that hit up Panthers and Rudy Hilaro. So country music's taking off in Australia. I think we should have a country music uh, <laughs> stage or something like that. But Maybe, anyway, maybe next year, but I, I don't think you can go past Malcolm Wall. Grammy Award winner, known yeah. all around the world. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, and the controversy, he'll forget all that. He'll just... Uh, Play, play well and um, and we'll look forward to uh, the grand final tomorrow and we'll talk about it a bit next week. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. 
Let's talk some cricket, Nathan. And of course, uh, it is that time of year. Weather's warming up and we've got daylight savings starting tonight. Mm. Now, Penrith got underway last week in the cricket, but uh, not the greatest of starts. No, they played uh, Manly in a one day down at Howe Oval. And unfortunately, they uh, had a pretty bad start to the season. Uh, after starting well with a couple of their opening batsmen, they had an almighty collapse early on and uh, weren't able to recover. And I think we're out for about 98 runs there. So unfortunately, they... They weren't able to put a big score on the board, which allowed Manly, who are full of experience, plenty of big bash experience, were able to um, overcome them quite easily. All right, and of course, uh, the bad news for Penrith is that they've lost some experience this year. Uh, Tim Cummins and Matthew House, he retired, of course, mm-hmm. the former captain. So I guess it's a bit of a, uh, not a bit of a, a reboot year for uh, for the Penrith side. A little bit of a reboot, yeah, but they've still got plenty of experiences there as well. I mean, they've got um, Josh Lalo is their, is their captain this year, and he brings a wealth of experience playing for his state and obviously in the big bash arena. And a lot of those players as well won the one-day uh, competition last year too. So uh, don't be too concerned with some of the players that have left, that's for sure. All right. Well, Penrith will travel to Old Kings Oval today to take on arch-rivals Parramatta. We'll see uh, what happens there. Hopefully a good result. Thank you, Nathan. No worries, Troy. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Time to have a look at our What's On segment, things that are happening around town. And look, one for the diary, if you haven't got this in the diary already, a night to remember the Music for Life event is back. Uh, Panthers Pavilion on Saturday, the 21st of October at 6.30. There'll be an address from special guest Associate Professor Charlie Teo from the Cure Brain Cancer Foundation. Uh, Avalanche will be performing, so we'll get into that. Uh, look, a fun night with entertainment, amazing three-course dinner and auctions. Join us to raise funds for the Cure Brain Cancer Foundation and solve the puzzle on brain tumours. It's a night to remember music for life. Tickets are on sale now at curebraincancer.org.au or musicforlife.net.au. So check out uh, either of those two websites and find out more about Music for Life. It is uh, a fantastic fundraising event held every year, of course. Now, the Merchant of Venice... It is currently on at the Joan. In fact, it opens on the 6th of October, so make sure you get your tickets for that. A, a classic play, but a bit of a twist on this one, actually. It's on Friday the 6th of October at 7.30, Saturday the 7th at 2 and 7.30 at the Joan. You can book your tickets now at thejoan.com.au or you can call 4723-7600. And uh, also, the ACDC story. If you love ACDC, make sure you check out one of the great tribute acts, the ACDC story, on Friday the 6th of October at the Evan Theatre at Panthers. You can get your tickets from 132849 or jump onto panthers.com.au. This is The Week on Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Time for our Your Life segment on the week podcast. Kate Reed is here. Hi, Kate. Hey, Troy. Now, this week, you've written some very interesting stuff about uh, the colours of our food and um, actually can be quite important. Yeah, so a lot of the time we think people are just being a little bit wanky when they, you know, make these colourful meals and stick them on Instagram. But there's actually something to be said for eating different coloured fruits and vegetables because what the colour tells us about the food is what phytochemicals it contains. And these help to fight disease and keep us healthy. So there's actually something to be said for having a variety of different colours in your meals. All right, and people can have a look at, say, your column in the Western Weekender for all of the, the great things that each colour does. But yep. obviously we should be including bits from, uh, from each colour, I guess. So, um, for example red, we should be throwing in some, what, tomatoes and red apples and things like that? Yeah, exactly. So say, for example, when you make a salad, you know, chucking in things like red cabbage, which gives you that purple and blue colour, um, you know, your greens, your reds, brown and white, so things like bananas, um, orange and yellow, so sweet potatoes and foods like that. So the more you can get variety into your diet, the more that you're going to get those different phytochemicals and the better chance you're going to have of reducing your risk of things like cancer, heart disease, all of those things that we definitely want to avoid. And of course, 
Nutrition Australia, they've recognised all of this. They've got the Eat a Rainbow campaign. Yes, so that's encouraging exactly. exactly what you're saying, which is getting as many colours into your uh, different foods as possible. Yeah, yeah. So not only will your plate look good, but you'll be feeling good as well. And you can put it on Instagram. And yeah, exactly. And, you know, <laughs> take photos of your food. All right, so uh, the main, the main uh, I guess, categories are red, orange and yellow, as you say, brown, white, uh, green and purple, blue, and you've listed some good examples too in uh, in the column this week, so we can check that out. Yeah, perfect. All right, thank you, Kate. Thanks, Troy. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Now, good news, folks. I can tell you that the Real Festival is back and the Western Weekend are one of the big sponsors of the Real Festival this year. I don't know if you went last year, but it was a big hit in Penrith. The world-class performances, spectacular stage shows, well-known TV stars and illuminated artworks as well. It's all happening at the Nepean River on the 3rd and 4th of November. Penrith Mayor John Thane says it's got a new expanded format this year. Uh, highlights will include the production company Strange Fruit performing their mesmerising stage show at the Spheres for the first time in Sydney. There'll be guest appearances uh, by the ABC team, uh, several art installations towering up to seven metres high and a fire jet show running every 25 minutes from 7.30 on both nights. The Real Festival, it's going to be a great event. Penrith City Council put it on, so make sure you check it out uh, on the 3rd and 4th of November. You can jump onto the Real Festival website. Keep an eye on the Western Weekender as well because we'll have all the information leading in to the preview of the big event on the 3rd and 4th of November. So make sure you don't miss that at all. It is the Real Festival. Coming back to Penrith in November. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Do you need a voiceover for your radio commercial, on-hold message or any other purpose? Contact Happy Hour Media today to arrange your affordable voiceover. Jump onto happyhourmedia.com.au. As I say, that's it for this week's edition of The Week. Whether you listened on Vintage FM or caught up with the podcast on the Western Weekender website, thank you for listening. We would love your feedback. Tell us what you like and don't like about the podcast. Just don't say you don't like the host. We love your feedback. Email us theweek at westernweekender.com.au. Don't forget the music you grew up with on Vintage FM. And don't forget, too, you can listen to Vintage FM anywhere in the world on vintagefm.com.au. And, of course, Penrith's leading local newspaper, The Western Weekender, out every Friday. i uh, got the gloss. Western Property Magazine there as well. And while I'm here, just make sure you check out the Western Weekender next week because we've got the full guide, the official guide for the four-wheel drive expo, the Adventure and Four-Wheel Drive Expo coming up in a couple of weeks. But it's uh, Friday the 6th of October. It is out with the Western Weekender. So make sure you check that out. Thanks very much for your company today. See you next time on The Week.